0: May the words of my lips and the thoughts of each of our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Tonight we are celebrating the 60th anniversary of St Matthew's Bowling Club. Uh, We acknowledge the vision and hard work of all those who founded the club back in 1959 and the ongoing dedication and commitment of all those who have been involved in the club ever since, especially those who lead uh, the club, those who organise the matches and teams and tournaments and practices and everything else that goes into uh, making St Matthew's Bowling Club Uh, all that it is today. Uh, And it is right and proper that we gather tonight uh, here in church to give thanks to God for the bowling club and for all his blessings to us. Uh, To help us to give God our thanks and praise, uh, we're going to focus in on Psalm 145, uh, which Flo read for us And it would be good to have it open in front of you, page 631 of the Pew Bibles. Uh, We're told in the the little heading, just as you turn to it, uh, in the little heading, uh, that it it is a psalm of praise of David. Uh, David is singing his song of praise. Uh, It starts out as a solo performance, but he wants everyone to join in with him. So let's listen in as we prepare to sing along with him. You can see that it starts off as a solo performance because the first two verses are all I. This is what David is going to do. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. David is going to praise God. All those words, exalt and praise and extol, they're all about praising God. Praising his king, who is God, who rules over all. And when is he going to do this? Just once in a while when he remembers Well, no, he says every day and forever and ever. He's committed uh, to doing it. Do you see the way he says, I will, I will, I will. Uh, As I was writing this, I was reminded of Mrs. Doyle, uh, you know, the housekeeper and Father Ted, you know, offering a cup of tea. You will, you will, you will. Uh, David says here, I will, I will, I will praise God every day forever and ever. But that raises the question, why praise God every day forever? Why praise? Well, it's not uh, immediately obvious to us as we read it in English, uh, but in the Hebrew uh, in which the psalm was written, uh, the psalm is an acrostic. Uh, Each verse begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's uh, like an A to Z of praise. A complete statement of praise. And it tells us why we should praise God. Uh, It breaks down into four sections. You can see the the slightly bigger space between verse 2 and verse 3. And that's repeated throughout. Uh, And each of those four sections uh, tell us something about God the King. The reasons why we should praise him. And here's the first from verse 3. Great is the, Lord. the Lord is great and deserves our praise. David says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. God is not just great, but he is so great that you can't even measure his greatness. As great as you might think God is, he is actually even greater. We just can't get our heads around it. But we are to get our tongues around it as we speak of his greatness, as we tell the next generation about how great God is. Whenever bowlers get together, I'm sure at some point the conversation will roll round to talking about the really good players that you've played against. The ones that you nearly beat, maybe. Uh, And how do you know that a player is good or a player is great? It's by the way that they play. It's what they have done uh, or what they have won. Uh, So we see and know that God is great because of what he has done. David says, one generation will commend your works to another Uh, And so uh, one generation tells their children uh, about God's works, his mighty powers, uh, his mighty acts, the glorious splendor of his majesty, the power of his awesome works and his abundant goodness. These uh, mighty acts include the way that God rescued the people of Israel uh, from slavery in Egypt through the Passover lamb and brought them into the promised land but supremely for us. The Lord's mighty acts focus in on the cross where Jesus died to save us. Just think of how we have come to hear about the Lord Jesus. One generation telling the next generation and the next generation until we have got to hear about the good news of the gospel ourselves. And David says that it shouldn't stop with us. Uh, What we know uh, of the greatness of the Lord, we need to pass it on to the next generation as well. So first reason, God is great. But he's not only great. He is also gracious. That is, God is overflowing in loving kindness towards us. Verse 8 is found in quite a few places uh, in the Bible, and particularly in the Psalms. A short summary of what God is like. It says, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus uh, shows us just how uh, gracious God is uh, in the way that he causes his son to rise on both the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And just think of the many ways in which God is gracious to us every day. Every breath that you take is a gift from him. He is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. And again, the idea is that when we know that God is gracious, then we need to pass it on. We need to tell others at the good news. As the saints there in verse 10, at God's people, as they extol God, so they tell of the glory of God's kingdom and speak of his might. And do you see what the purpose of this praise is? Verse 12. So that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. If you're playing a bulls match and at someone on your particular rink plays a really good shot, then what do you do? Do you clap them or you, you shout or you make some kind of a noise? And that doesn't just praise them, but it lets everyone else on the other rinks know that your rink's doing well. Doesn't it? It encourages them as well. And when we praise God, we are spreading the good news of God's kingdom. We are telling people who don't already know so that they will know. All about God's kingdom, which will endure forever. And so we are inviting people to come under God's kingship to receive his saving grace. We praise because God is great and because God is gracious. Next we see that God is also faithful in verse 13. The word Lord there in capital letters is the personal name of God. uh, The God who makes promises and keeps those promises. And David spells that out there in the second half of verse 13. He says, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. Sometimes we aren't so good at keeping our promises. Just think how easily we can make promises sometime. Uh, only uh, to turn around and break them. I'll give you a ring tomorrow. Don't worry about that. I'll sort that out. Give me a shout anytime. Or on the bowling mat. You say you're going to throw a certain shot. And then the ball goes somewhere else. It happens. We can be so easily, easy to break our promises. But God is faithful to all of his promises. He keeps every one that he has made. You can depend on his word. But don't just take my word for it. Look at what David says, verse 14. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. We're coming into harvest season. And we find again that God has kept the promise he made to Noah. But as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest will not fail. We can depend on God. We can depend on his word. Because he is faithful to his promises. And finally, David says God is righteous. We see that in verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. And loving towards all he has made. To be righteous is to be in a right relationship with God. And so for God to be righteous, it means that he always acts in ways that are consistent with his character. He always does what is right. He never has a bad day. He never gets out of bed on the wrong side. He is always perfect in all he does and is righteous in all his ways. We see what this looks like in verses 18 to 20. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. To call on the Lord is to confess that we can't do it by ourselves, that we need God's help. It's to say, God, you are righteous and we are not. That we fall short in so many ways. But as we experience that proper fear of the Lord, not a phobia that type of scared fear, but a proper reverence and awe and respect for God who is great and gracious and faithful and righteous to admit that we need his help. And do you see the great promise of this psalm? promise that we can depend on uh, that when we call on God he is near to us he's at hand to help he hears and he saves and he will hold us safe in the day when he destroys the wicked all who spoil his glorious creation uh, who persist in rebellion against him Who refuse his offer of grace and salvation? So why does David praise? He praises because God is great and gracious and faithful and righteous. It's no wonder that he returns to his opening idea as he brings the Psalm to a close in verse twenty one. He says there, my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. David is committed to praising. But David wants us to join in with him so that we will also praise the Lord. You see, the psalm started as a solo at just David praising Through the psalm, we've heard hints of of others joining in, one generation telling the next, those who know God's glory telling those who don't. But now comes the climax, the prayer that is also an invitation as David calls us to join in with his song of praise. He says, let every creature praise his holy name forever." and ever. That's your cue. Now comes your part. It's time to join in and sing praise to the God who is great and gracious and faithful and righteous. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you because you are great and you are gracious and you are faithful and you are righteous. Help us, Lord, to hear at this invitation. Help us, Lord, to join with your praise as we offer you not just our lips but all of us